Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It's fun. We like fun. Yeah. Especially in the preseason. Yes. I, he may end up, um, he, he may end up, um, the all-time leading rusher in Colts history. He may end up leading the NFL in, uh, in rushing. Um, but Anthony Richardson is fun. Let me ask you this. Do you pay more attention to what you see, or do you look at the stat line and say, ooh, like 5 of 17 for 70-some-odd yards, whatever it was? Do you pay any attention to the stats, or are you just watching and saying, hey, this is good, this is fun, this is athletic? Here's what I do. I pay attention. I have an internal thing where somebody can play or can't play. And sometimes it's right, sometimes it's wrong, but uh, mostly it's right. And I watch Anthony Richardson, and I thought to myself, he's going to be able to really play. Like, I don't know, he threw some passes where it's over people, it's all that kind of stuff. Um, But when I'm watching him, I'm like, oh, man. You go, I'll give you an example. Everybody got mad at me about Devin Ebanks at Indiana. Devin E. Banks was this huge recruit. I watched him shoot around, and I told Knopf's, like, or not Knopf's, no, I told the Meyer, go, he ain't as good as we're all talking about. Now, Devin E. Banks was a good college player. He was a guy but playing. You can see it. You see it in shoot around. You can see it. Sometimes you can see it in, um, I don't know, in, in, in little things. But when I watched Richardson, I, I, clearly an athlete, uh, clearly a leader. I mean, I thought he was yeah. a leader guy. Yeah, I, yeah, I, didn't, yeah. I thought he was like, okay, Colts fans, you got yourself a leader. Um, but I don't know if he can throw in an NFL game enough to, you know, hear boom, boom, boom to, to over the course of four quarters to win you a game throwing the ball, but not going to have to because he's going to scramble. He has a feel. Like when you watch him, he's, he, he does the right, like in the pocket. In the, he, gets, he feels he's the skittish, pressure. Yeah. He gets out at the right time. He's not skittish about it. He doesn't leave early. He doesn't get rid of it too quick. He plays at the pace of the game, and when he gets out into space, holy hell! Well, you're like, ooh, you, you yeah. kind of rise up All right. and watch. I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not going with you yet. I'm not going with that yet. I'm not. He was playing against second, third. Yeah, he's playing against a two, and he's not. And, and and here's what I would do if I were a coach. I would watch the film of exactly what you said. Yeah. Because maybe the most important thing of playing against Anthony Richardson is exactly that, not letting his, him escape. I would want to know what consistent tendencies did Anthony Richardson have that allowed him to get out of the pocket? Does he like to go to his right? Can he read both ways? And I would scheme to live and shit out of that. Yeah. I would not, I'm telling you, I'm watching him throwing like, he's not terrible, but I don't know that yet. But I do know this, the one thing that he did last night, which is the first time I've really watched him, was he got out of the pocket, yeah. to your point. But I'm not willing to say he's got a feel yet until it's a defensive coordinator watching video. Reading, With real guys. Yes, and yeah. reading his tendencies. Yeah. Because everybody has tendencies in everything. You know, we all, we all, I, I learned about tendencies 
like in, I don't know, grade school, when it hit me one day, we don't have assigned seats, but everybody sits in their same seat. Like, you know, yeah, you don't have assigned yeah. seats, but I knew Andy Atar was going to sit over there, and I always sat right here. Yeah. We all have tendency. And you got front row people, you got middle right. of the room people, and, and you got back rows. Regardless yeah. of whether it's assigned or not, it's just where people would sit every day. Yeah. So you, as a basketball player, you have tendencies. Like I was listening, who is it? Kenny Smith was talking about Michael Jordan couldn't dribble more than two dribbles. Shut up. That was like, but even Michael Jordan had a tendency that they thought. Right. So I want to know, does he like to move up? And then not, like, I always thought this about Tom Brady. You can edge rush him all you want. Tom Brady and Peyton Manning. You don't even need to edge rush. You, you put guys in the middle, you rush from the middle because he's not running this way. He's stepping up. Right. I'm anxious to see Richardson. I'm really looking forward to it. There's another thing that he does. He does two things that kind of bug me. Is he'll spin away. That's and bad go to business. Right. That's bad. That's bad business. That gets you it. killed. Yep. That you lose Against sight. Ones, that get gets hit. you killed. Right. And then you're judging him against twos, and you say, oh, he's got escapability. Like a guy's got kind of a hand on him, and he gets loose. That doesn't happen with ones as easily as it does with twos. So I want to see that, too. I want to see that on, on September 10th, what he looks like against real guys who are coming for real in a scheme that's built to kind of limit him. You're so right. And an example of what you just said Urban Meyer told me, and this is when he was a college coach, he goes, you know, he goes, being a really good tackler is important. And we, for some reason, we got talking about it. And he's like, you know what the NFL does? They bring you down. Guy gets his hands on you, you're going down. Yeah. Guys are great tacklers. Like, not good, great tacklers. So to your point, hey, look, a second string NFL player for the Colts is a really good football player. Yeah. But he's not a first string football player. Right. And then there's a superstar level. So I'm, I'm, I'm anxious to see. I mean, Colts fans, I got to tell you, I, I, I know there's questions, but the first time I watched him last night, I'm like, hey, wait a second here. This dude's pretty good. He's got a chance to be pretty good. At the very least, he's got charisma. Right. And this team utterly lacks charisma oh, yeah. at any level in any position group. Yes. So please, dear God, give us somebody that draws the eye and makes us want to watch his team. This team is my wardrobe. And your wardrobe. <laughs> <laughs> I have nothing. My wardrobe sucks. Like I'm like... Uh, Just grab a shirt. Uh, oh, God, yes. Yeah. Like, I, I was wearing my shirt this morning. And by the way, you got to keep watching our show. He, listen to his show in the morning and, and put mine on YouTube. We're on at the same time. Well, you're on what time? 7 to 10? On YouTube, I'm on at 6.45, yeah. and then on the radio, I'm on 7 and 9. Yeah. So at, at, watch, listen to him in the morning, watch him, and then go, jump over and watch me on OutKick, and you'll see. Our wardrobes on YouTube, they're horrible. I was watching me today. I looked at my background. I'm like, I love this shirt. I think I look cool in this shirt. And I was, you know... I was watching the Outkick show. I'm like, this shirt sucks. I look like a thousand-year-old man. <laughs> and then you went up to me with a horse shit shirt. The Colts are our wardrobe. Yeah. Except for Anthony Richardson. I got no problem with that bird thing. No, yeah. no, good. Have fun. Right. Preseason. And if Eagles fans are kind of rankled by it, good. who gives a damn? Who we cares? play there once every six years. I could give a shit last year. It didn't last year. Uh, What's-his-face Sirianni? This is for Frank Reich when they beat the Colts. Fuck off. You know what? And he did this last night. It really kind of bothered me. He took all three timeouts at the end of the first half for yeah. no reason. And he took all three timeouts at the end of the game last night. They're down two scores. Four seconds left. 
he calls his last time out, and I think the clock had stopped. He was just being a dick. Yeah. Nick Sirianni is a dick to his opponents, a dick to no, his opposing fans. I disagree. He's just mad at the Colts. You think? Yeah, I mean, when I, when I, that's that would be my thing. When he ran into the crowd last year, yeah, and they, yeah, this yeah. is for Frank Reich, yeah. remember? He yeah. just mad at the Colts for firing Frank Reich. And he, I like the guy. He was always great with the media. I liked him. He's a friendly guy, and he would tell you things. Yeah. But, uh... <laughs> All right, Jonathan Taylor, I got word today uh, that the, the Miami Dolphins tried to trade for him, and the Colts said no. Good. That, that's the first official hey. Jonathan Taylor like official sighting. Does that make sense? You know what I'm yeah, talking yeah, about? Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Pony up. They're not just going to like hand over Jonathan you Taylor think, would you for take bucket, a two and a four? bucket of scraps. They don't have a four. They got a one and two, five, six, Who? seven. Dolphins. No, I'm saying in general, would you take a two and a four? I was driving back last night from Maryville and I was listening to some guys and they're like, well, you're not going to get any better than a two and a four. I get it. That plus you take a two and a three? one value. But not with the Dolphins, because the Dolphins are going to be in the, the high 50s or mid-50s. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? Mid-50s or what? Oh, the with the two. Round. With yeah, the two, yeah, yeah. yeah. If they're like would, you, would you take a two and a four with um, the tight, uh, Texans? Yes. I'm not trading them in the league. In the division, no. But I mean, Actually, let me ask you a question. To suck. They, they project to suck, so what if they're in the division? Does that matter to you? If you can, well, get, your yeah. if you can get a one from a division team. Here's my rule, and this goes back to baseball with the Cubs. Mm. I don't make a deal with the general manager who I know for a fact is smarter than I am. Who? And Chris Ballard's got to be smart enough to know who can get over on him. And how about uh, Howie with the Eagles? Howie with the Eagles has pulled the wool over the Colts' eyes a few times. I would not trade with Howie anymore. But with the Dolphins, the Dolphins will overpay. The Raiders will overpay on occasion. You can you can kind of get uh, Browns. I'm all oh, over a deal with the Browns. <laughs> Let's go, go Browns. You get the phone call. What is that area code? Two one six or whatever. Yeah. Wherever Cleveland. Hello. Yeah. 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 Okay. You know, just instant <laughs> yes. Just tell me. I think the best place for Jonathan Taylor is here. I do too. I mean, you he's gotta, a fit here. Yeah. Yeah. You, you really. He's going to run his space. He, it's going to work for You've been to camp. Yeah. How is the dynamic with Jonathan Taylor in his sweatpants and his hoodie? And all? What, 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 what is that like? He, he's talking to the players. He's good with the players. And the players say it's just same old JT. He's in the meetings. He's helping. He's supportive. Blah, blah, blah. Which they would say even if he was like huddled in a corner with his head in his hands. Right, right, right. But with the fans, I don't like it. Like with the fans... People are yelling at him because there are 6,500 people there at most of the workouts. Positive or negative? And they're like, Jonathan, Jonathan. And he just keeps his head down. He didn't look. He doesn't acknowledge. He doesn't wave. Nothing. And you don't need to go sign autographs. But a little wave, a little hello, a little smile. There's nothing wrong with that. It is, it, uh, I think yesterday I saw was the anniversary. Four years, I think it is, of yeah. luck. And he got booed off. And I watched a video last night. And I thought to myself, and I wanted to ask you, is Jonathan Taylor getting booed at camp? Is there negativity at camp? Nope. Yelling his name. Yelling his name. Yep. Not boo, get the play, and you bub, none of that crap. Or maybe I, a guy or You two. know what? The only difference to me between Jonathan Taylor and Jim Irsay in terms of who should be booed for this specific thing 
is that Jim Irsay runs around handing out autographed $100 bills. <laughs> you know, if Jonathan Taylor right. did that, I think people would be like, I like that Jonathan Taylor. He He's understands our fan base. Because <laughs> we're all suckers that want money. That's what we got. That's, but it, it is interesting because last year, Kenny Moore did the same thing, but he didn't do it in regular camp. He did it right. in OTAs, right? Right. So Kenny Moore's sitting there, but he did I, I'm How does this end? No, we're, and that we're, was on a sequence. You know that was a that was even a year earlier than Jonathan yes, Taylor. Yes, yes. So it, it didn't make any sense. What's going to happen here? Do. I think he comes back here. I don't think Wait, that the, does he play. It would be so odd for a team to pony up. You better, or you're going to freeze your contract. Oh, oh, you're better. Question: in the same when, suit is next he, year. when does he play? It could. He he might have to get in shape for a while. He might open the season on pup for four weeks and then come back, maybe. But he's not going to want to sit in limbo and have that 4.3 staring at him in 2024. I know. So, this, you know. This, this eliminates a year for him. Yeah, yeah right. In the contract. Yeah, and, yeah. and then they could franchise him if they wanted and just be total pricks about it. But I don't see that happening. You don't um, anymore? Whoa, whoa, whoa. No, that's, that's like a lead. Because you and I have said this. You and I have talked on this show that Jonathan Taylor – oh, I'm sorry, the Colts – have all the leverage, and they it do. includes the point franchise. I'm going to play you, not extend you, unless we think it's of value to us, and then we're going to franchise you and franchise. That's what you and I have said. Now you're changing the tune. That's too much of a prick move. Then that wait a minute. That he, ma- he makes ten. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you could do that. You know, he he isn't happy with. Anything that's going on, he isn't happy not getting an extension. Maybe all hey, he went from being like, my name's on a contract. Uh, I'm going to honor the contract. I'm playing. That was in April, I think, to becoming yeah. you know this guy, this intractable. Go to hell, people. You know, I'm done with you. I want out. So who knows? Maybe cash makes everything work. Jim Irsay understands that. He doesn't understand a lot about life. I don't think. But he understands that money makes the world go round, and if you've got money, you can make people smile. So it would, it would surprise me. I think that what happens is this, because I don't think that another team is going to come along and want to pay the cash that Jonathan Taylor covets and then also give the Colts the value that they covet. I don't think both can happen. But Kent, all right, let's, we're gonna, we're, I'm going to be – yeah. Oh, we're role playing. Yeah, we're role playing. Nice. You're you're, you're going to be Jonathan Taylor. Uh, no, you're going to be Ballard. I'm going to be GM. You know, Joey Bag of Donuts. Uh, hey, Chris, uh, you want me to give you a one? You want me to give you a two and a three? You want me to give you all kind of stuff? Let me ask you a question: Is Jonathan Taylor healthy? Well, look, I got to have a one for my best player. I got an elite player here. Here, let me fix my hat so it doesn't look quite so ridiculous like it did on the sidelines last night. What what I need, I need a one, or I can't go to my arm with that. Is Jonathan Taylor even close to practicing? Oh, he's healthy as a horse. His ankle's fine. His back's fine. That's all subterfuge. We're just fooling the media and fooling the fans. We don't want to put Jonathan in a bad situation. Your docs are going to look at him. You're going to clear him just... You ain't even going to have to take x-rays. You're just going to look at him and say, good to go. <laughs> if you're going to do a politician, then we just put it like this, right? All right, so you're telling me Jonathan Taylor's good to go, so is he going on pup? If I don't trade for him, is he going on pup? I think so. I'm asking you as, as Ballard. Oh, oh, We're still playing. 
Uh, <laughs> if you trade for him, you're going to activate him. But if we keep him, he's going on pup. And we're going to negotiate this through, and it's going to work out for everybody. But we're fine where we're at. We need to get paid here. We need a first-round draft pick or the equivalent, equivalent of that. Who's your best player? Because maybe you want to trade your best player for my best player. Yeah. How about we do yeah, that? How about you pull this and play Jingle Bells? I'm not giving you Patrick Mahomes for Jonathan Taylor. Uh, last question. <laughs> What's the number you think will make Jonathan Taylor happy? Because oh, we got to sign him if we're trading for him. You're going to have to go five years, $13 million a year, and you're going to have to guarantee 40 of it. Yeah. That's it. Because hello, we always say this when we talk about <laughs> Indianapolis. Like I, I say this, you know, on our Outkick show every day about every city, but Indianapolis, like we fail to understand sometimes that in moving a player, there's two sides to it. Yeah, like there's yeah. the other side to it. Watch draft day. Like there's two sides making a deal here, right? That was so close to a good movie. I know it was. It was close. Very close. And I'm not sure it's why. It's just absurd. It, yeah. It, 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 like, all of a sudden, we're getting everything we want, and we're having a LeBron James party at the end for a bunch of time. Anyway. But there's two sides to a draft. Right. There's not one side. So my thing, or a trade. So my thing is, Colts fans, he, he was down a yard per carry from last year. You know the answer. 4.5 still. I know. I was going to ask you, but I know the answer from Ballard. Well, you know, we had issues with our offensive line. Mm -hmm. You can't put that up, but he still was 4.5. Uh, he's hurt. If I'm watching him, I'm like, you know, this organization treated you pretty good. They drafted him, and now all of a sudden you don't want to play? Why are you going to want to play for us? Is this all about right. money? Is it? And right. I would also want to know, because I, I, didn't, I forgot about this. You know, I've talked about Phil Rivers not coming back for 25 mil. I've talked about Andrew Luck. You know, he, he walks out. We've talked about Stephon Gilmore. A guy pointed out to me, Dan, Kari Willis retired in his prime. Jack Doyle had years left. He's going. Now Costanza. You can, Costanza. You can point to football CTE, you, you know, however you want to spin yeah. it. But the fact of the matter is, for you Colts fans, there's a number of starters. Jack Doyle was a valued guy, right? Yep. Kari Willis was a valued guy. Costanza was the rock, the anchor. And these guys, and I mean, it's obvious with luck and you know, everything else, but these guys... We're not ninth string hanger honors at the Willie Mays playing center field at 50 years old. These right. guys were in their prime. That I got to know. Here's the thing. And, and to your point, I think the, the negative about drafting guys with great character and great intellect is that at some point, these guys are going to figure out that football is damaging me long term. Right. I've got all the money I'm ever going to have to spend. So what do I need this for? And I think that that's the downside. I want some kind of baller who's psychotic and who needs the game and would play until he was 70 if he could. That's a good thing. And the Colts, by by kind That's of going through the character issue the way they do, I think they invite guys like Kari Willis, who is a tremendous individual. Well, everybody that, that I mentioned is a high-character person. And they're going to have that conversation. Don't think that on the road they don't have that talk, man. When are you going to retire? Like, you see this? You say, Dave Dorson killed himself. Right. You know, these guys, like, they have that conversation, and the smart ones listen. That's a, no, that's a great point, because if, if if I'm sitting there and I have a brain, which horseshoe guys supposedly have a brain, 
I'm thinking about it. I'm like, man, you yeah. know, at one point you're like, man, that's a fool. You're playing football. He's a dumbass. He should keep playing. Then all of a sudden you go, wait a second. I've seen Carhartt Will. seems pretty happy. Yep. You know, because NFL players, it's not a vacuum. There's still guys that are friends with Carhartt Willis. They text with them, whatever. And I'm not beating myself up. I got more money than I can spend. And at some point, I'll tell you this. At some point, as a Colt or NFL player, don't you kind of, like, I was in love with basketball. Like, could, sat in class in eighth grade, couldn't wait to get to my house to shoot hoops by myself. Right. In total love with it. School day off, literally rode my bike in snow, snuck through my St. Peter and Paul gym so I could just shoot hoops in the dark by myself. In love with it. And by the time I got done with Indiana, I'm like, yeah, I like it. Yeah, That's right. great. I love it. Now add five years in the NFL of that, and you play for different reasons, right? Maybe you play for fame. Maybe you play for money. Maybe you play because you're this close to a record or this close to, you know, you, you understand you. But I got to believe that guys, more it happens, the more it snowballs. Guys see Jack Doyle living a pretty good life. Costanzo, Kahari Willis. Guys, Costanzo's a big one. Because Ryan Kelly and Braden Smith and Quentin all played with him for three years. Sure. They're still friends. And they know and they it. Get, yeah, yeah, they get it. And and so, you know, hey, you to put it in what has become our, uh, our vocabulary now, you've got your bag. Got your bag, baby. So fulfill the contract. Keep your Particularly bag. Particularly when and, you know when you know you know your team isn't good enough. Like right. you're telling me that right. that Quentin Nelson. Now I understand the rah rah. We're going to kick their ass. Yeah. But there's got to be a party that goes. You know this quarterback is going to be good. Yeah. But he's not Patrick Mahomes. He's not Lamar Jackson. He's not Josh Allen. And we can go on. He's not and is he going to become that by in the my time, time? Right. By the time my right. brain is, I got to start thinking: Is my brain going to become yeah. a little bit of mushy here? You know, I mean, I, that you can't tell me that doesn't factor in. Or does he think? Like, I just want to knock people down. Yeah, maybe. You want, yeah. well, you want people yeah. like that, yeah. right? And maybe, like, Quentin Nelson bugged me last night. The two penalties on the first drive, I was like, ay, 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 ay. What are we doing? You're a $20 million man, and you're jumping, and then you're holding? What are we doing? In your you sixth better year or whatever. That shit up right now. So, yeah. bottom line, and this is the bottom line, not to you, but to me, and degenerates like me. Yeah. Uh, no more of your happy horse shit. It yeah. was May, and we're all happy, yeah. and we're all okay. Now we're talking my money. Yeah. And I'm going to use you. Six and a half is the number. I saw where our boy Bob Kravitz said, easy money betting the under. Six and a half is season total for those of you out there that, that you know, don't speak the vernacular. Uh, I got to go under. The only thing that would tempt me to the over is that they're in the AFC side. I know. They could steal one before there's a lot of film. They could steal it at home against the Jags. I agree. They could legit beat the Texans. Twice. Then all of a sudden you're 2-0, and all you've got to do over the last 15 is cobble together five more wins, and you hit the over. I know. You go 5-10, and 10, you're in. So That said, judging regardless of schedule, looking at what this team is, five wins seems like a kind of – I've been saying seven. I'm coming off that because I don't get – Who's going to stop anybody in that secondary? What wide receiver group are you going to stop? Last night, you didn't have A.J. Brown. You didn't have Devontae Smith. 
You didn't have, uh, like, they didn't have their weapons. You didn't have the quarterback. And still, Deion Kane, Deion Kane. Oh, not Deion Kane. Caught six balls. I know. I saw that. Oof. He's on the list of the Indy Star slash Holder slash Kiefer's heroes of camp. Yeah, Deion yeah, yeah. Kane is on that list. He was a Mr. August. Yeah. 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 Sure. I don't think those guys were there when Deron Carter was killing it here. I, mean, I don't think they were, he was here. Who, there's another guy who who my I, I don't know, but but Strun's still at the club and I, and he's that guy. He's, he's that Mr. guy. I saw Ogletree made a nice play he down did. the field. Looked good he doing did. it. Looked he good. It ran through a guy. Yeah. And I know that's a two, but I, I like care. the tight end position is wacky. Some people have them keeping five. You cannot keep five tight ends. Jesus. That's crazy. That just says look. We got such shit everywhere right. else. I don't care if I got to cut another defensive lineman to keep a mediocre tight end. Ken, I got two putters. That means I got no putters. <laughs> like, I'm walking around with two putters as like two quarterbacks. If you got two putters, you don't have a putter. If you got five tight ends, you don't have a tight end. In your bag simultaneously right now, the 14. I got 14 clubs, two putters. I don't have, I don't have oh, a putter. we got to play some golf. <laughs> That's what everybody said. It's like, man. So we got five tight ends. We got, I mean, I'll, I'll, I will tell you when Ogletree caught it, I was like, whoa. And, and I've always liked Jelani Woods and uh, Granson. I'd keep those three guys and, and I'm cutting Mo Alley. Jesus, no. He's gone. He's got to go. He hasn't played. No, he's got to go. I cut him immediately. That's the easiest cut of all. And he could be your best tight end. But I don't care because he hadn't separated himself from these guys. I like Mallory. I don't yeah. like him. He can catch a football. He's all right. I like Ogletree. It doesn't matter. And Granson. Whatever three you want to caught touchdowns I, last year. Yeah. I like guys that catch touchdowns. Yeah, right. I, yeah. Like, I mean, I go back to this. The great. I'm, I'm, I'm going back to a lot of things today, but I remember saying on my show in Indy that Colts don't have any playmakers. They got one or whoever it was then. I forget. And McAfee calls me. He goes, hey, dumbass. Does flipping a field 80 yards make me a playmaker? Yeah. I go, ooh, maybe it does. Yeah. So, all right, does catching touchdown passes make you a playmaker? Ooh, I think yeah. it does. That's why I like that Woods kid, because he seemed to catch touchdown. I don't know, maybe he got two, I don't know, but he seemed to be the guy they He's were looking for. He's a tall fella. He's a big dude. Yeah, yeah, So yeah. is Ogletree. Let me give you the, the most interesting but meaningless thing that happened last night. Oh, good. And it's late in the game. Ellinger throws an interception. And the Eagles guy, a defensive back, so you think he's fast, looks like he's going to take it to the house. Blake Freeland. Oh, the, lineman. The, yeah, the offensive lineman who is like, is he going to play? You know, he's not a rotational guy even. He didn't come play tackle. Chases down the defensive back. Legit, decent speed. And I was like, maybe we got a sixth tight end. <laughs> Maybe we could give this, hang an 80-something on this guy. Because that guy was legit for an offensive tackle. Yeah. He was wacky fast, but it's meaningless. Who cares about straight-line speed out of a you know a backup right tackle? It doesn't make any difference. Well, but it was cool. I'll tell you who cares. The defensive back that got caught. Yeah, right. Like, right. He got they're ripping his ass. He's gone. Yeah. Like, Jesus, son. <laughs> like, that's like a 13 all-mick linebacker. Like, hey, Scrappy makes yeah. a play, but... Hey, Freaking three hundred. I tell you who I did. Hey, but I, you know who I did like? I did like Evan Hall. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I liked him. Again, yeah. I, I used what, when I see a guy, I didn't know who he was, and I was hoping, because you had talked about Evan Hall. Yeah. I was hoping that was Evan Hall, and not like some seven-teamer that they just brought in that looked good. They, they they care enough to draft a kid, right? Right. And I thought he looked good. Look, he's not Jonathan Taylor. I'm not saying that. But I thought he looked pretty good. He's a guy, like in, even in rookie minicamp, your eyes went to him. You're like, yeah. he's 26. You know, and, oh, Evan Hall. I have to do that like six times of course before I you get do. the name to the well, number. Because it's, it's their like, team is like our wardrobe. It's just vanilla. Yeah. Nobody... But he does what yes. he's supposed to do as hard as he can do it every single time. And it looked like he had a little burst. It looked like he, yeah. he, he to me, again, he looked like an NFL running back. He reminded me of the, the constant, like the Patriots always had that guy. Always had the guy who just looked scrappy and he held onto the ball yeah. with two hands and he ran where he was supposed to every single time, never dropped a pass. That's kind of Evan Hall to me. I'm going to give you a Colts analogy that I thought immediately. Who is the running back Brown? Donald Brown. Donald Brown. Yeah, he reminded me of Donald head. Brown. Yeah. Like, uh, I, I, for whatever the reason, maybe he's not. Maybe somebody that knows his background or whatever says he's not Donald Brown. But I I, I, I thought Donald Brown, and I, whatever happened to Donald Brown shouldn't have happened to Donald Brown. Donald Brown had too much talent to have the career he had. And maybe Donald Brown didn't understand who he was because he was like this tall and a really smart, good-looking guy, and he was dating this big blonde who just was just sloppy. You got to know who you are. If you're Donald Brown... It's like Casey Kasem with that Gene Kasem Yeah, lady. that's exactly yeah. what it was. That's exactly... <laughs> and if you're Donald Brown, you got to know, like... You got to be dating like I don't know Halle Berry because Donald Brown was a great looking dude, yeah, really smart, uh, and uh, yes, that's a perfect uh, Casey Kasem with this mountain of woman <laughs> with a beehive hairdo, and I'm like, you got to know who you are here, right? Well, come right. on, give it, you know, help a brother. Why is out. she here? Why is she dating the radio guy? Let, let me let me think through this for a second. <laughs> Uh, you're talking about defensive backs. I saw the oh. Flowers kid. Uh, he, he, uh, Blackman, Blackman made a block and you know, got a hand on. Right. Uh, Ronnie Thomas was out there. Again, it's the same thing like our. There's nothing there. No. There, you know, you're good. But I was. All right, I'm going to say this on it. There was a play left sideline. I think it Flowers was one, and I don't know the other kid's name, but it was a name Baker? I didn't. Yes. Okay. Good looking athlete. Yeah. Yeah. Good-looking athlete. Yeah. Like, long, they came to the sideline, and it just hit me again. I'm watching, and I didn't have the sound on because I got tired of it. It was like a Colts-Richardson propaganda broadcast with Herb Street and L. Michaels, who I love. But I'm like, shit, I can't do this anymore. So I turned on some, like, I, I'm really big into watching Instagram Family Guy videos and Bill Burr videos. Yeah, you're right. I, love I like it. Bill Burr. But I'm watching, and, and I'm thinking to myself, that Baker guy. Yeah. Good-looking athlete. Yeah. Is he a free agent? Was he a draft choice? He was. He was a free agent, right? Yeah. He, he did. They didn't draft him, but not. I, I think he had played someplace else. I got okay. Daryl. No, he played here. He was here, but I think he was on the practice squad last year. Because I keep thinking they call him DJ, but it, it's like Daryl Baker, and I can see his locker. So he was here, but I think he was practice squad last. Well, year. I wasn't mad at, at how athletic he looked. You know, what I mean, he's I, the best of the bunch. Is like uh, Dallas Flowers. Dallas Flowers did the thing on that opening kickoff where I see it, I'd cut a guy. Where he just acts, he's flanking the guy with the ball on special teams, not making any kind of inroads to tackling him, 
just running along with him like he's guarding him. And almost. that thing went for 70 yards. Yeah. After Tommy, whatever, yeah. however you pronounce yeah. his name, yeah. spun the guy around yeah. and off he... Flowers, I was like, who the... God, that guy, 33 Flowers, uh, just pacing with him. Why aren't we tackling? Why aren't we tackling? <laughs> Business decisions. Maybe he's, because of the, the lack of anybody any good, maybe Flowers has yeah. made a decision that I'm on the team. That's a business decision. Yeah, absolutely. Because I don't think he was on the team a year ago. I'm saying he had to fight to get on he the was, team. He did, and yeah. he fought in as a special team. That's what I'm saying. He, he wasn't going to be well, that's until the end of the season. Then he became a rotational right. uh, corner. That's what I'm saying. So a year ago, he would have made that tackle because he wasn't on the yeah, team. Yeah, right. Right, right. Now this year. That's the way Jalen Jones yes. is hitting anything that moves. Yes, he's killing yeah, people. Right. Who did Jalen Jones remind me of? You mentioned Antonio Morrison. I think it was Antonio Morrison that came in here and was just clocking people. Right. And insane in the locker room. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. not the good way no. insane, not the happy insane, but kind of like you look at you like, yeah. Oh, oh my you man. want to talk? I would do it on purpose, just to like amuse myself. Antonio, you want to talk for a minute? <laughs> you get that look. Go, <laughs> oh, jeez. Who told me the same thing about that Landry? What was Jar? Oh. No. Yeah, what, yeah, what was yeah. his first name? Laron. Laron Landry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They said it was like yeah. Debo on uh, Friday. Like he would show up and he's all ripped and it'd be like. <laughs> you want to talk? He would keep his head in the locker as he talked. He'd, he'd talk with his back to you and his head in the locker. And then there was Gosder Cheryless, who oh, generally was a pretty good guy, but it was just, are you ready to play? And Chap came up to me one day and he goes, your turn. I said, I'll do it. What do I care? I'm like Mikey in the Wheaties commercial. Hey, Gosder, you <laughs> want to talk? But go ahead. No. Like, okay. Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> I'm always that guy. Is, I, I love talking to guys who don't like to talk. Is Richardson um, in the locker room? Is he, I mean, he seems affable as hell. So do, do quarterbacks talk like other players? You go to his locker, or is there like a set day where the quarterback talks? Quarterback talks on a day. That's a day. And like it, but it varies. Day. Like I, I think Luck was always on a Friday. Reggie Wayne was always a Friday guy. So um, if you go yeah. in the locker room, do you talk to them if they're around? Or you only talk to them on no, their you day? No, no. Yeah, they, like, like Matt Conti gives you. It's like, like hey, yeah. And here break. he comes, and the cameras all go through. And then what I do, and this is, is just because I, I enjoy these kinds of things, I find the uh, WTHR Channel 13 camera, and I get as close to the head of the quarterback as I can, and Calabro always comes in and goes, ah, Sterling, I spent three hours looking at you and editing yesterday. And it just, you know. Calabro, according to the Indiana guys, is the America's laziest, laziest broadcaster. I really like him. Do you? Now, what he... They say I don't he, think he's lazy. They say he doesn't do shit, but if there's a big game, Dave Claver will all of a sudden be like, hey, I want to come down, I want to speak for 20 minutes to blah, 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 blah. That may be inaccurate, but that's what I was always If he's... Doing. Well, what people got pissed at is 13 had a deal with Luck. So oh, Claver right? got, got Luck by himself uh, every week in a one-on-one. Okay. So, you know... No, that's... Not, that, I, I, applaud, I applaud Claver. But Dave... Dave is, the, is a pro. Is he? He is the pro's pro. He knows what's expected of him. He delivers that. He's never a headache to management well, at go. THR. He knows that they say, please do this. He says, absolutely. And, and he goes and Good. he does it 
I like him a lot. All you right. would like Dave. All right, I'm in on him then. If okay. you like him, I'm on yep. him. But they always said, like, Channel 13 doesn't do shit, and then all of a sudden, let's say Indiana's playing Kentucky, and now we're supposed to bend over backwards to him. There might be some of that, but okay. Like, if you can do it, if you can get it. They're the highest ranked outfit they... in town, so, you know, people listen. All right. Channel 6 tries to get something extra. Yeah, you click. It's like the, the opposing GM with Ballard. Yeah. You know, 6, ha! Huh. Yeah, I feel bad for Brad. Brad Brown's the guy. Nice nobody guy, watches right? 6. No, nobody watches 6. So. No, uh, let me go back to something. I had this conversation today on Outkick. Uh, Urban Meyer. Urban Meyer's catching hell because his Swamp Kings thing doesn't, yeah. didn't put out all the arrests and be negative. But I said this. All the people that are mad at the Swamp Kings for not talking about Urban Meyer and the arrests and all that shit, nobody said a word about Michael Jordan having numerous affairs with women, criminal activity and gambling with bookies and shit. It's all a function of being on the right side of the media. Urban's on the wrong side now. Jordan's on the right side. Whatever Jordan does that's stupid or nefarious, it's because he's competitive. Yeah. And right. then the other thing with Urban, and this is interesting to me relative to the Colts. Uh, one of his great players, Brandon Seiler, came out and said, look, Urban treats you like a superstar if you were a superstar. He treats you like shit if you weren't. And he told you to make go work and then become a superstar, and then I'll treat you like that. Yeah. See, I kind of like that. Yeah. I do. Like, the Colts to me are too kumbayaj. The Colts to me are like... We're about relationships and we're all this shit. We're all the same. Get out of here. And they are all the same. On a they scale of one to ten, they're all fives. <laughs> except for Richardson. I mean, you know, an elite player, they're going to send off for, you know, pocket change? That's craziness. That's just stupid. This, See, I was the guy that so cared about the walk-ons. I, I oh, yeah. oh, I was stupid about the walk-ons. But then you came on this show and you're like, hey. Ballard's the king of number 52 and 53. Oh, yeah. He loves yeah. that 50. And I was thinking to myself about that when I was talking this morning on Outkick. I'm like, you know what? Urban didn't give a shit. He did at one point, I think, when he was first coaching. But why would, like, people, all right, I'm all over the place here, and I apologize. People talk about position battles. I don't give a shit who the third string or the fifth yeah. tight end is. I don't care. I want to know, is Jonathan Taylor playing? Is Richardson real? Can uh, Alec Pierce step up this year? Is Pittman legit? Can we find a corner? I don't give a flying fuck about the who's winning the fifth cornerback battle. I don't give a shit. I don't want to hear about. I don't know nothing. I am with you one hundred. You are twenty-eight percent. Yes, there are guys, and I would be this guy too. I have to work harder than anybody. I'm going to work sixteen hours a day, and I'm going to uncover. That one guy who gives us a chance to win a game on special teams. I got Ed Dodds building files on everybody in the NFL and anybody who ever played in the NFL. Give me a guy, Ed. You know, we're, we're down. Danny Pinter hurt himself last night. Oh, my God. So we got to get a third straight oh, yeah. center in here stat. Give me a third straight. You know what I mean? Like, and I'm going to hold the guy accountable to that. It's just idiotic. Don't care. No, it makes no Don't sense. Care. You're not going to win a game because of these people, but you're that guy. You know, Years you're, ago. you're the grinder. You're the Tom Crean who at 10 o'clock at night is watching some AAU tournament in Toledo, Ohio, trying to find a guy who can, he can invite to be a walk-on. Who? What? Why? And then you've got coaches, and you know a bunch of these guys who don't work at all. Oh, yeah. They win and cash checks, and they, they play golf all day. And they figure out, I'm getting about four or five stars. What do I got to do to get him? All right. Oh, uh, who was the guy? 
was no shit. It was was it Tom Penders? No, I forget who it was. Was like, yeah, you know, I coach till uh, practice gonna be over at five thirty because I'm gonna be at the country club either golfing or having a drink at five yeah. forty. Yeah, right? right. And I'm sitting in there with Coach Knight watching. You know, did. Uh, Magnus Pelkowski lower his shoulder with his hands above his elbows <laughs> to come off of a screen, you know? Right. But if I ever went back to coaching, I'd cheat my nuts off if there isn't even cheating. I'd get some great players and we'd win a bunch of games. And, I and would, then deny you know, everything if you're uh, accused. I did nothing. Jim Harbaugh. My, 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 right. own, my own Michigan man, my own school admits that I'm a cheater and a liar and suspend, us, suspend him for three games. And he's hailed as a hero. Yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah, yeah. College coaching is beautiful these yeah. days. It's beautiful. See, in the NFL, I, and I learned this. I, I did not know this. I give a rat's ass about stars. Major League Baseball. I, okay, I'll give you the guy that helps the team win. I'll give that to you. But when it gets to the playoffs, I want a fucking star. Yeah. Like, 182 games, I want the guy that lays down the bunt. The king move of all time in this realm is Mike Ditka with the Saints where he must have been woefully unprepared for the draft, so he sent the whole draft class for Ricky Williams. Yes. You know, so he's not being held accountable for not doing any work to prepare for the draft right. because he dumped it all. He didn't give a shit about some seventh-round jackass who's, you know, not going to make the team. He goes out and gets the star. He's going to hang his hand on that guy, and he goes, plays golf. Who was the guy? And has Rick Venturi do all his work because Rick was Rick the associate head coach. Who was the guy? He was from Michigan. He had long blonde hair. His brothers played in the NFL too. And the Colts drafted him to be a special teams guy a few years ago. Uh, I can see him, but I can't remember who he is. And I remember thinking to myself, well, that's stupid. Like, what? Okay, I get it back in the day. You had uh, oh, some great special teams guys that would Steve something or some I don't know, that knock your head off and... But now everybody's that. The Billy Bates. Yeah. Guy now the everybody, there's so many great athletes now. Yeah. That right. You, no. I, I want to say the guy's name was Winslow, but I could be wrong about that. But the dude is like, he was there to, like, well, we're going to play in special teams. There is. Yeah. Like, yeah. fuck off. Like, you know what? Go make that fourth linebacker, that fourth tight end, who's an athlete, looks like he could play any sport. Go make him the gun. Go make him the guy on the edge that's going to block the kick. Draft some freaking guy. Three phases, Dan. No fuck. Three phases. <laughs> Three phases. We're going to dominate the third, and we're going to get beat 33-2. to two. Yeah. Yeah, but I'll so. tell you this much. Tell you this much. We had a punt return, and I saw Bubba young. Is Bubba Ventrone still there? He's gone. Good. Where's he at? I don't know. He gave me a headache. He was like the guy. <laughs> He's all about Bubba. Nobody oh. made more money from Hard Knocks no. than Bubba. Bubba, Bubba was you, you with the Channel 13 camera. That was Bubba with the Hard Knocks camera. <laughs> Bubba was go? like, what room they at? Where, where's Mensa guy? Where's Mensa guy? <laughs> hey, coach. Hey, coach. I got, I, got, I got a plan. And the media loved it. Here in town, these idiots are like, Bubba Ventrone has to be kept. I'd get that fucking guy out of here so fast his head would spin. I'll bet you in each of those meetings that they showed, and he goes, EJ, you know, I think you're going to get one this week. Or Zaire, yeah. you're going to get one this week. Yeah. And then Dallas, you're going to get one this so that they can cut it, and he's not going to be wrong. He's got chips on every number. If some guy finally got one, which he didn't, I'll give him credit. Hey, we got that video over here. Yeah, right, saying, right. <laughs> I'm saying this guy's going to go... 
Oh, man, Bubba, Bubba Patron was the Chad Kelly of coaches. <laughs> <laughs> the guy, Jordan Glasgow. That's who. It oh was. yeah, Jordan yeah, yeah, Glasgow. Yeah. Thank a, you. Uh, you got to get Michigan rid of this guy. thing because I got to see the. Yeah, I got to see the quotes here. He was a Michigan guy. Yes, as I said, yeah, Michigan. Yeah, yeah. Like his brothers all played or yeah. something. Oh, long hair. This guy. Well, you know what? He was because I watched him. He was at the back of the line every linebacker drill, and he yeah. every like Darius Leonard. He was Darius then. Was just like gliding and really fast, and then Jordan. Like, Running, so much effort expended to go so slow. He every team guy. needs guys like him. Yeah. No, yeah, every yeah. team needs guys like Darius Leonard. <laughs> like I always said about Jay Edwards, Coach Knight would get pissed. And, okay, well, yeah, you're pissed. He didn't play already. He had 23, 8, 9 assists and guarded the other team's best player. Yeah. But he did it in a, you know. No. He I, did it while stoned and half-hammered. Oh, probably yeah, he told. Why you probably know the guy who he told, and this is secondhand, so I don't mean to yeah. cast aspersions based on secondhand. Yeah, but four Michelobes and a joint before every game he ever played. See, I was told later on by a guy that room with him that road games was an old English eight hundred, really wrapped up in ice, between the uh, <laughs> between the pregame meal, which was three hours before you got back to your, it usually lasts an hour, hour fifteen. You got back to your room. Let's say you had a hour before the bus left uh and that's when the the old english came up from underneath that's why i mean that's what so many rooms how much no money idea. did that poor kid spend oh, my god almighty he'd have made millions and millions. you can shoot like that yeah he was the best five. shooter i ever saw was he the best shooter you ever I'll, saw in I'll, I'll stay with alford william no, i'll stay with alford uh, and i'll stay with uh jay jay alford and calvert were to me yeah you know those are the three. Now you put them in. Any, Calvert is a mid-range. Calvert couldn't shoot three-point shots. Did Calvert, Calvert and Jay cross no. over? They didn't? No. So Calvert, Jay left. Linden yeah. and, and, and Calvert did. Yeah. And Jay and Calvert butted, right? Yeah, 89 and then 90. Okay. Yeah, we lost to uh, Lou Campanella. God, could you imagine oh, having no. both those guys? Oh, oh. Jeez, oh, Pete. Yeah, and uh, I, I, I don't think either would have influenced either. Like yeah, Calvert Chaney, right. the most straight-laced guy, would have had no impact on Jay Edwards. And Jay Edwards, the most crazy guy, drugged and all that shit, would have had no impact on Calvert. Like, oh, you need leadership. No, no, both would have. And they would have been fine. who they were. Yeah. And no. they get along on the court, uh, we get oh, along with just go get 30 each and let's, uh, let's figure it out. All right, so bottom line, you're not changing your expectation or you're changing I'm it. I'm ratcheting it down, down a little, little bit. bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. that defensive backfield is just terrible. Like they're the bad team, on the back end. Here's what all right, here's what frustrated me about the broadcast last night. Oh, yeah. They kept saying, other than the Richardson stuff, they kept talking about the pass rush, the lack of pass rush. But you know what they never did, or at least maybe if they did, I didn't hear it. They never talked about why. Like when you're on TV, you're supposed right. to talk about why. Why is there no Herb pass Street rush? never talks about why. No. I'm not sure that he knows That's a what lot I'm saying. about the game. I agree with that. Yeah. And they keep telling me, like Reese Davis came out, and I love Reese. Reese is a friend. He came on, and I, and I said, you know, Reese, you guys, you know, you don't really have a coaching presence. Oh, no, Herbie's the son of a coach, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, okay, fine. Um, but they never talked about the draft capital used, yeah. the money spent, guys like Ngakwe right. used, you know, Deo and Quiddy Pay 
They never talked about that. They never talked about maybe schematically there's been, everybody talks about Gus Bradley, but yeah. you know, you're, you're so smart, figure out a pass rush. Odengbo is going to be different this year. You like him? He's going to be pretty good. Well, I'm glad to hear yeah, that. Yeah, he flashes. Flashes. Okay, what a coach thing to say. No. Yeah, what a but media, you watch, media, you're well, like, okay, oh. Stephen Holder, did he flash? And you saw it last night, even though it was against twos, when he got that sack, yeah. he beat the guy on the edge and then beat him again and kept after it. I, I like Odengbo more than I like Quiddy. So, and that shouldn't be the case, I, I suppose. Well, they were, you know, I, I would like to like them both. There are teams that have that two. That would be a good thing. I mean, there what are. What a good thing uh, that would be. Wouldn't that be a joy? But you got to say why on broadcast. Yeah. Like, you got to get into the why. I, I can't have what happened last night. This is national broadcast. Yes. It's Thursday Night Football. These are professionals, yeah. Al Michaels and Kirk Herbstreet. Hey, Jason. What'd your mother think about you and Travis when you were kids and you were so crazy? Are you out of your mind? Even at a party, at a party over beers, you don't ask that kind of coin question to a guy. Nobody cares. Are you insane? Well, this is the broadcast? What, what'd your mom think? Jesus, I, my head almost exploded off my neck. What a cluster. We've moved from Gronkowski now to the Kelseys. Yeah, right, right, right. right. Like we, we, yeah. we, yeah. I had that on, and I saw that Travis Kelsey was very, very animated. His, you know, and because I had, the, I, I turned the sound down. Yeah, I, I couldn't, I couldn't listen anymore. I, I just, I'd had enough. Like I don't care if it's preseason. You know, the NFL. Would you agree with this? I, I get that CBS and NBC and ABC. And Amazon, they pay a lot of money. You, you, you are in management. They don't want headaches, blah, blah, blah. But you don't have to. You, you can call it like it is. You don't have to always promote. This isn't a WWE. Right. This isn't boxing. Right. This is, this. You, you could have a bag of sand broadcast a game that people are going to watch. Right. So just add to it with information, opinion, you don't have to promote. It doesn't have to be a total promotion. And I'll tell you this, and you know, I'm not, I'm not always generous with praise about uh, 107.5 The Fan and, or the Colts, uh, but boy, do they let that radio station, for being kind of the partner in town, do they let those guys get away with saying a lot of smack about the Colts in a way that when I was there, the phone rang in Severino's office and then my phone rang, and I was in Severino's office. Then I'm calling Craig Kelly, and I'm saying, hey, well, what can we do? You know, okay, sorry. I don't know what's going on. I don't know if they're just asleep at the switch and not listening or what the hell's going is on. But good? they're being called out like crazy. I think it is good. I think that those guys are honest. To the extent that they know stuff, it's good. If you don't know stuff and you're hypercritical, that's a bad that's thing. That's a bad thing. But uh, like that broadcast last night, it was clear that those guys weren't fully invested. They did a professional job, but they don't care about the result. Okay, I know it's preseason, but if you don't care about the game you're broadcasting, don't broadcast it. Stay out of the booth if you don't care. Oh, I agree with that. I, it, you know, it, 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 I've always thought this when I broadcast, I didn't want to go easy. Like the easy thing to say is, well, look at his combine numbers. You know, right. I want to know, you know, I want somebody sometime to tell me why was Anthony Richardson relatively or, or, or actually. Give me something specific. I want to know why he was unsuccessful in college. 
Yeah. Like, and became the fourth pick in the draft. Like, why Florida, place where they won national championships? Why was he at the helm and they weren't any good? Why? Was it him? Why was he unsuccessful? He was successful enough to be the fourth pick in the draft, which made his college career a success. Right. I mean, but why was the team and why were his numbers? And I want, I want a football guy to tell me that. And I have not heard that. And Kent, I'm telling you, whenever I see, uh, it, when I'm driving, in fact, I was driving last night and this happened on one of the NFL channels. I guess it was NFL, serious NFL channel. Right. They were talking about the Colts. And they were talking about Anthony Richardson. And <clears throat> all it was, was guys talking about the easy stuff. His combine, thought to be inaccurate, great runner, uh, no question he was going to be the starting quarterback. But they, but nobody has ever said, well, this is why he wasn't, or this is why they didn't at freaking Florida. And, and because I think if I know that, then I can, I can look, look for the same things right. in, in, in games right. here. I can look for, is he legitimately good, or is this just an idiot at the Indy Star saying he's good because they want access? Or is this just you know, a national guy that's you know, said Frank Reich is a great coach spewing bullshit, and he, he hasn't paid attention? Right. I want to, I like, tell me why he wasn't good. That requires knowledge. And real work. And work. And you got to look at all the tape and you got to figure out whether the O line was any good and the receivers were they bad. How many were legit drops? How many were bad reads? How many were really overthrown? You got to have guys who really know it. And the only guy that I know like that is Rick. Yeah. Rick, yeah. and Rick does the work. And congratulations to the Colts for having him on the radio broadcast because he'll be honest. Yeah. He'll tell you stuff. He did this yesterday. I heard him uh, with Matt Taylor. No, he was on with John in the pregame. I was in the car. And uh, they were talking about the Tuesday practice. And Rick said, they didn't win the day. And this is kind of unlike Rick, but this is, they didn't win the day, but they won the experience. I was like, what? What? <laughs> it was like, I knew what he was saying. I knew too. That they, yeah. they got better yeah. because yeah. of it but they were clearly not the better team. And, and that the Colts and, and that Jim Irsay feels comfortable enough with Rick to employ him in that role where he's gonna be honestly critical, good for the Colts, yeah, because that doesn't happen. No, I, 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 I totally agree. But like, I want to know why, Yeah. and, and I wanna be able to watch and then see, okay, because everybody, you know what, I told you this before, and you told me this. We, you know, we knew what was going to happen in camp. Every play that Anthony Richardson made was going to be great. And every play they didn't make, you know, you're not going to see. Right. And we know that. And that's what I saw last night. I just want to know what to look for. There you yeah, go. Yeah, right. You, know. you want to, and you would do that on ESPN. You would give people the thing. You want to give them the why. Right. here, And so you'd have your skit. Mm -hmm. And you'd show this, you do this. You set a screen like this. Or you, you hedge in this way. And that was always really interesting. It gave me something to watch. You something to watch. And I learned something. Well, that's what, that's, you know, that, I, go, I always go back to Steve Stone. All right. If he throws yes. a curveball in the outside corner, he's going to get him. If he throws yep. a fastball, it's going to be a hard hit ball. You know, and sure enough, fastball, hard hit Unbelievable. ball. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Yeah. That was brought, that, that to me is analysis. Right. Analysis isn't regurgitation. Right. Analysis is what the word says and means. Analyze what the, you're there to do. Yeah. Watch and tell me.
based right. on your experience. You're not there because you were a carpenter. You're there because you're you were a football coach or a basketball coach or you know that's why you're there. So you know, I, well, that's one of the reasons you're there. You're also the there because you can say in eight seconds exactly what needs to be said in the way it needs to be said where people find it compelling. That's what I told Urban. When Urban asked me, he was doing games, I said, do your coach thing imagining that players are bored. So you got to say that in eight seconds. Beautiful. Ten seconds. Yeah. Great advice. Well, was this a good show? And you guys it showed was. up today. Fantastic. 250 of you here. That's Remember a, to subscribe and like. And like. Subscribe most. Be hospitable. Who's your hospitality demands that you like this video? And subscribe. Subscribe to Two Big Brains. Subscribe to Kent Sterling channel. I mean, what are we doing? We're going crazy. And we're giving away that as soon as I get it, I swear to God. <laughs> the Anthony Richardson to Indiana Knights jersey that is going to be a beautiful keepsake. It's going to be sent someplace to a subscriber of both this station and Kent Sterling, how about that? Can I, can I tell you? We will get into a lot of gambling talk, Russell, but let's give us something to gamble on, please. Speaking of gambling, I played golf yesterday, and it was 100 degrees in northwest Indiana, and I said this on my OutKick show, and I'll say it here. Other than having sex with Lee Ross or playing basketball, I've never sweated so much in my life. Oh. It was unbelievable. Hey, you can't grip the club. Oh, I couldn't it's at the just, end. It's miserable. It was un-effing believable. We were playing at Innsbruck Country Club up in Indiana, Northwest Indiana. And I got in the shower. I, I told Lee, I go, I'm having a beer and I'm taking a shower. At the same time? Beer in the shower? I've done that before. Oh, I that's the college that. move. I, I, I know. No, but I could not wait. I'm in the shower. And it was one of the great showers of all time. It was one of those circular things yeah. that had like Kramer bought it from the Yugoslavians. <laughs> you know what I mean? It was coming down and... and uh, I'm looking around going, this is the greatest shower ever. And I thought, oh, this beer's going to be good. This beer's going to be Went upstairs. Lee had gone in to take a shower. Bart Fox was playing with us. He went in after me, took a shower. It was, I don't know about a top five beer, but it was in the, it was in the Hall of Fame. Nice. You are not afraid to drive to go play golf. I was, That's well, fantastic. we went to the White Sox game. Uh, my outing, we had, Benetti gave a, an experience away. Gold box seats. Ooh. Meet him, and my buddy Kevin Custer is a huge White Sox fan. He bought it, so I matched it. So we got four seats. Benetti's guy gave us the option. We, there was a club area where you could sit outside but come back into a not very air-conditioned because it was so freaking hot. Uh, and then we went to dinner with Benetti. So we, 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 part of the experience was we paid for dinner. We had, you know, bottles of wine, and it was like a $500 dinner in Chicago. But You do not get cheap in the experiential no, stuff no, that you give away. No, you make it special no, for people. we made it good. Always. And Benetti made it even better. So we were up there and did the show from there and then drove back. But yeah, yeah. And, and it was a good game. White Sox won in the 10th. Uh, and it was, but Kent, I'm telling you, man, it was so, fr I, I've never been, I mean, I've never sweated like that in my life. Yeah. It was freaking like. That's cheap. misery to me. I couldn't live in Florida. Like, we got friends down in Florida. Yeah. I couldn't do it. No. It's too sweaty. All right, Lee asked me this. Yeah. And I'm going to ask you this. I'm going to ask our listeners this, because this was an interesting question. She goes, would you rather, in 100 degrees stifling heat like it was, would you rather be playing golf or sitting at a beach? I'd rather be playing golf. Me too. But I'd rather be in an air-conditioned uh, that, bar someplace with a bunch of TVs and a lot of That's not ladies. on the table. <laughs> All right? 
The question is, this guy, Jody, says playing golf. Me too. Like, I'm not sitting at the beach guy for long. Let me ask you this question. So I go to, uh, Julie and I go to Florida with mutual friends yeah. of ours who worked at Emma's. And they're going to the beach. I don't want to go to the beach. Purdue's going to play basketball. They're playing Michigan State. And there's a tiki uh, bar at Fort Myers Beach. I knew they had TVs. I could just sit there, drink fruity cocktails, and talk to people like I'm in an elevator. I'm never going to see them again. So chat people up and make it fun for me and them. Was I rude in not going to the beach with our hosts and with Julie to go to the tiki bar and enjoy myself? No. Okay. No, because... I'd have been miserable. Were you you on an all-inclusive vacation where everybody had to do everything together? No, but I always feel bad. I do, too. Now, here's the bigger question. Did the tiki bar... Because when I see tiki bar, when I hear tiki bar, two things I hear. One, hot. Two, overrated. Was it inside? Was there air conditioning? Oh, no. It was... It was outside. It was in back of this place, and I had a great time. And then they came up. Uh-huh. They left the beach, uh-huh. and it's like I'm the life of the party. You had it this already guy, set. I knew everybody's name, yeah. and that's really like I don't do that. Very, you know, I don't yeah. do that very often. And they're like, "What the hell has happened to you? This is a this is an entirely new human being. You've you've coordinated a social event for yourself uh-huh. and for your own pleasure." I said, I is that sure is that what vacation Kent is? Yeah, that are is you, vacation you, Kent. You? I don't wear this. I got the Hawaiian shirts on and I'm loud. And I'm, hey, how you? Do? I could not be friendlier. Non-vacation Kent uh, enjoys his solitude. Non-vacation Kent in the same type of environment <laughs> goes to Wolfie's and sends out pictures of famous people. <laughs> <laughs> who was it? Who was the, the one guy that's always there? Leslie Nielsen. Leslie Nielsen. Always. His boat. Uh, moment right of there. silence is dead, right? Yeah. Moment right. of silence. Okay, fine. Thank you. That was enough. But Leslie Robert Wojcia is there quite a bit. Mike Love from the Beach Boys. Sure. All right. Hey, listen to watch Dan every morning on Outkick. Yeah, 9 to 11. Listen say. to Ken every morning down in Bloomington selling. Can you imagine you're talking to all those crazy people down in Bloomington about political and social issues and, and government issues? That's what you do every morning. Yeah. That's why I've always said this. He's the smartest guy I know. <laughs> I, could you imagine me and Van Pasterman and Otter Creek? Hey, I don't know. Put, put a fucking bus here in Bloomington. That's good. And somebody calls in, the fumes, the fumes. Yeah. We got to get rid of the scooters in Bloomington. <laughs> scooters. They are a pox on the culture in Bloomington. We'll talk to you next week. <laughs> See you. Uh...